Hello San Pedro Podcast, Episode 6. You are listening to the Hello San Pedro Podcast. I'm Amanda, your host. Join me as I talk to amazing people within our community, business owners, community activists, local leaders, and people like you and me who love San Pedro. This is a place where we'll share big ideas, discuss hot topics, and spread good vibes. everyone. Welcome back. I hope everyone had a really great and safe Halloween. I, um, I hope that you got lots of candy and your kids didn't get overwhelmed with sugar and keep you up all night. Um, anyway, I wanted to, uh, bring something up that I really haven't been bringing up, which is the reviews for this podcast. So I haven't really been pushing it because I'm kind of a brand new podcast. This isn't, this hasn't been around too long. Um, but I just discovered recently that we already have, a like three reviews, which is awesome considering, you know, my demographic is kind of a small demographic. Um, I wanted to share them with you because they are so wonderful. And I also wanted to encourage all of you to write a review if you are enjoying the podcast. So um, the first one is by Rockboy, and he titles his review Brilliant. This podcast is refreshing the culture of Pedro. Amanda does a brilliant job showcasing all the amazing elements of San Pedro and bringing attention to important matters for this city. Wow, thank you, Rockboy. This is amazing. I would not use the word brilliant to describe myself, but you are such a sweetheart for saying that. Um, I This makes me want to hold myself to a higher standard and make sure that I know what I'm talking about. Um, and I'm so incredibly flattered that you feel this way about the podcast. And thank you so much for listening. Um, the next review is from Missy Sheha. So I happen to know this is actually last week's guest, Marissa Haney. <laughs> this is her old name. Um, and I'm going to read it anyways, because I know she's like a really big fan of the podcast. She titles her review already something for everyone. San Pedro is my hometown, but I currently live on the East Coast. However, this isn't just a podcast with a locals-only perspective. Even after the first three episodes, I see this is a podcast that will draw people from all places into the culture of San Pedro, as well as maintain a unity and pride for the people of the town. Amanda does a great job bridging the gap between those two demographics. I love this podcast because it brings me home and keeps me informed. I've already learned so much about a place and its people the most important part I thought I knew like the back of my hand do yourself a favor and listen because there is something for everyone and I'm excited to see people find that thank you Missy you are amazing you are my biggest fan and my biggest supporter I love you and I really want to have you back on the show sometime again soon I think you were an amazing guest um and I really love all of your sweet, sweet, sweet comments. And I know you're speaking from a true like fan perspective because you've listened to all my episodes so far, <laughs> which isn't true for all my friends. <laughs> so thank you. The next review is from Marzine. Uh, they entitled their review, So Impressed. I first heard about the podcast from my wife and I gave it a listen. We lived in LA for many years and visited San Pedro often. I never knew how interesting Pedro could be. Great podcast, even better host. I'm hooked. 
Wow, thank you. That's such a compliment. It is such a compliment because you are not from here. You're not born and raised in Pedro. You are simply someone who lived in LA for many years and only visited San Pedro a few times. So to hear that from from somebody who's not necessarily born and raised here is awesome. And I really appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening. Um, yeah, guys. So if you are enjoying the podcast, please let us know and uh, write a review for us. I would really really appreciate it and I will be sure to share them on the upcoming episodes um thank you so much for those of you who wrote a review and who left ratings there's a few ratings already and they're all five stars so I'm super excited um thank you so for this episode I just wanted to give a little heads up um this is intended for a mature audience if you will so if you have kids listening to the episode I just want to give you a heads up we will discuss some more serious things and some of it may be a little graphic um but I I do also want to talk a little bit about gentrification we do mention it in this episode um my guest is Mike Real and he's not only an amazing person but he is such a wonderful guest he shares his amazing story and he's doing even more amazing things with his music Um, but we do get into some serious issues of concerning our community and I'm really glad that he brings them up because these are important issues that I think we need to discuss Um, after I interviewed with him I actually went on to do a little bit more research about gentrification specifically and I I'll admit I went down a little bit of a rabbit hole and I was stuck in there for a little while. Um, I learned a lot about um, income inequality. I learned a lot about the lack of lower income housing that we have, not just within the community, but within the nation. And I don't want to go into everything that I learned because it is so much. I actually got very overwhelmed myself, but I, I, I just... It just exposed me to the fact that um, basically when there's a redevelopment in an area of a city, it usually comes with rising home prices and rising rents, not in just residential, but in commercial areas as well. So it affects our, you know, our families, our local families, and it affects our local businesses. Um, And almost always when there's some type of redevelopment, there's a pushing out of the lower income families and communities because they cannot afford to live in this revitalized town. So um, I'm not just talking about San Pedro. I mean, we are, what we're seeing here is not unique to us. Um, This has been going on for, for centuries, of course, but um, it's been happening all over the U.S. Um, Just look at New York. It's like (laughs) just basically made of high rises. And so what I want to what I want to ask of you is that you kind of keep all these things in mind um, when you listen to Mike Real's story. He uh, the reason why it's relevant is because he talks about growing up in the Rancho San Pedro projects, and the Rancho San Pedro projects are actually being looked at to be redeveloped as well. And you know our our local officials and our city uh, city of LA they have already kind of promised that they are going to basically in, invite the those who are living in the in the these lower income housing units invite them back to newer um, lower income housing units. Um, so I I learned a little bit about that, and um, what I discovered was that 
whenever there's a redevelopment of even lower income housing units, there's always a promise of, of creating more. Um, but in fact, it usually comes with creating a few and creating a lot more mixed um, income units. So anyways, <laughs> I hope that I didn't like completely bore you, but I just wanted to enlighten you this, this episode this interview really inspired me to do a lot more research about what's going on so I'll keep you informed as I learn more and I really hope that you enjoy this episode and um, please let us know what you think also I wanted to remind you that November 6th is on Tuesday I really hope that you guys can all make it out to the polls and um, do something really awesome utilize your power and vote vote in the midterm elections. Uh, so yeah, let's just go ahead and get right into the episode. I am done. <laughs> um, I am done with my little gentrification rant. <laughs> Enjoy. Today on the show, I have a really inspiring guest. He was born and raised in San Pedro, growing up in the Rancho San Pedro projects. Having grown up witness to a lot of poverty and gang violence, he now uses his music to shed light on societal norms that need to be addressed. He doesn't shy away from confronting the hard-hitting issues like homelessness, drug use, and gang violence. I'm so happy to have a local artist with the movement. Thank you so much, Mike Real, for being here today. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm so glad. I was really happy when you reached out um, through Instagram. That's right. where you found me, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm so excited that I'm actually reaching people. Who... Yeah, yeah. No, you definitely are. Because I, I went through your stuff, and I was like, I want to I wanna hit her up, see if I can... Thank you. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm hoping for. I want more people, because I know that I don't know every awesome person in San Pedro um, right. so I'm really hoping that they'll find me and they'll reach out to me so that they can be right, right. tell their story share their movement yeah yeah no I, I like what you're doing so keep 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 doing it that's cool thank you so much I went through your Instagram I got to know you right away I I get your vibe I get it and I really like what you're doing thank you um, before we get into like your music and your current movement what you're doing now I wanted to ask you about growing up in San Pedro what okay. it was like for you well, see, for for me, uh, growing up in the projects, it, it was tough. Um, it's funny because because my whole thing, like one of the things that people talk about a lot when it comes to me, is uh, they ask they don't know where I'm from. They ask me where I'm from because normally I say the Harbor area mm -hmm. because I consider Pedro my hometown. Yep. But my mom's from San Pedro mm -hmm. and my dad is from Wilmington. So growing up, it was always I was always back and forth between mm -hmm. both cities. So that's something that people today kind of hold against me in a way. That you're both. Because yes, that I, they want me to choose a side, but unfortunately, I just feel like I can't. Yeah, you, you know, have family on both exactly, sides. Exactly, exactly. And Pedro's my hometown, but yeah. I got love for Wilmington as well. I think we both have. I mean, I think a lot of people have family on exactly. both sides. Yeah, they I do. have family in Wilmington. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was telling you earlier how my cousin just moved to Wilmington. They bought a right. house. That's where I dropped my son off in the morning. Right. Um, my other cousin married a Wilmington guy. <laughs> he did not want to come over to Pedro. <laughs> That's funny. So can you like share some shed some light on oh, what that man. beef it, it's, is? Oh man, it's a lot. It's a lot. I mean, yeah. it goes deep. I mean, it's it's a lot of history, and I understand why people feel the way they do. But okay. at the same time, I'm just trying to bring some unity and, and some peace, man, to yeah. all the because I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot of the the gang violence, a lot of the, the shootings and the stabbings and stuff that goes on. Oh, yeah. um, my stepdad was from Wilmington, my dad's from Wilmington, and and uh, my mom's from Pedro. they all all gangsters, all my families. I'm from a family of gang members. I'm not a gang member, but mm -hmm. they're, all, they're all gang members. You gangsters. were exposed to that. Exactly, from okay. a young age. And I mean, everything I saw growing up was just like, 
made me want to see a positive change, made me want to do something about it. So mm -hmm. that's when I started writing my music and taking it from there. That's really cool. So you said that you grew up in the San Pedro, the Rancho San Pedro yes. project area. Yeah. Um, so what was that like for you? Uh, it was crazy. Mm -hmm. It was crazy because uh, my mom had me when she was 16. So she was a kid. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I spent most of my time at my grandma's house. And, um, Where did she live? Same, same oh, in, in the, the projects uh -huh. as well. My mom got her own little apartment unit right there. Yeah. And uh, so it was me and my mom, and my dad was back and forth. And uh, but my all my uncles were also in gangs. So as a kid, I saw all the stuff that they would do. Mm -hmm. And so it, like it just it's crazy because you don't realize how much it molds your mind and like the stuff you see. It just yeah. It has an it has a big impact on you, mm -hmm. a huge impact. And so I would see them fighting in the front yard or. My uncle would always have guns on him, like just some crazy shit, mm -hmm. uh, crazy stuff. I'm sorry. <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> and yeah. um, I feel like there's certain events in our lives that really shape us into who we are. And early on, one of my one of the biggest events that happened to me was my uncle Sergio was killed by a cop in the projects, mm -hmm. and uh, he was killed right outside of my grandma's house on his 27th birthday. Oh. So I was probably like six when that happened. Mm -hmm. So I don't really remember the entire incident. But like I remember the the pain and like the way my grandma took it and the heartbreak, yeah. and from then on it was like I got to do something about this. Yeah. I felt like real driven. And How old were you when that happened? I was only six, about oh, six man. or seven when that happened. Wow! But that was like one of the first incidents that happened that really kind of molded me. Yeah, that didn't want you knew that you didn't want to go right. down that path. I mean. As a kid, you know, you kind of do and you kind of don't because you have that excitement there. So, yeah. and then all your friends are around and you got that peer pressure as well. So, yeah. I mean, I did do some some dumb things too, but I never joined a gang. Mm -hmm. And I think the reason why I didn't join a gang was because I didn't know if I should be from Pijo or Wilmington. <laughs> you <laughs> You're know, like, I don't just know being honest, yeah. Because uh, my uncles right. are like deep in it. They were deep in it. And are they Pedro or Wilmington? Both, Pedro and Wilmington. Okay. So, you know, I'd be on both sides. And yeah. then, you know, I was like, I couldn't wear no, no Pedro stuff, no Wilmington stuff. Yeah. I was always like. Did they kind of try it? Like, did you get <coughs> asked to be in a gang? Um, well, my friends were all in gangs, all yeah. of them. But they never asked me. But, you know, if I wanted to join, I could have yeah. easily been joined. Yeah, like, let me get in. Yeah, right? but I never did. But. Yeah. That's pretty much, uh, yeah, it, it was crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that was, I want to say, was that like the 90s? That was the early 90s. Yeah, that yeah. was the early 90s. And I remember gang violence was really escalated yep, back then. That's when it was at its worst. Uh-huh. And even yeah. like in Long Beach, because my husband grew up in Long Beach, he said that's when it was really bad over there right. as well. Um, I think, and so has it, has it settled down a lot? Uh, compared to back then, psh, a lot. Yeah. Big difference. Big yeah. difference. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's still there, of course, but I don't even hear about a lot of yeah, it right now. Yeah. You know, I feel completely ignorant of the of what's going on. You know, in just just you know down the street from us. Right. Right. So, what do you? What would you say is going on right now? I mean, right now you still have all the violence. You still have the gangs. It's, I feel like it's never going to go away. Yeah. I mean, if you really look back historically, like gangs were started as a positive way for protection. You know, but right. as it Kind of uh, like the way unions were started, exactly, maybe. But yeah. Exactly, but, you know, it, it, it eventually morphs into something that it wasn't meant to be. Yeah. And people extort it, and it becomes something that it shies away from its original purpose, yeah. pretty much. Mm -hmm. So I feel like, in a sense, like, gangs, I can understand why people join gangs. Mm -hmm. It's like a family, a brotherhood, you know, people, mm -hmm. you, you, you want to be part of it. But I did this music video for one of my songs, and the whole point was to bring Pijo and Wilmington together. Really? So I filmed. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I filmed at um, Woolhall Park in Wilmington, uh -huh. and I filmed at Rancho Park in Pijo. Okay. And I brought some people from Wilmington to Pijo, and <coughs> my mom and my stepdad were one of them. My stepdad's from Wilmington, and my mom's from Pijo. <coughs> and um, 
pretty much I did. I did. I completed my mission. But uh-huh. once the, when the video came out and the edit, we edited it, put it all together. People went, were throwing gang signs, and I guess I should have left that out, you know. Oh. So people kind of took offense to that, like, yeah. Yo, really, how are you gonna do that? And at the time, I was like, really, you guys are mad at me, like, bro, listen to what I'm saying, yeah. you know. But now I get it. I look back and I'm like, okay, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, you know, I should have. Uh, people interviewed you with were throwing up yeah, gang signs. Yeah, yeah, you know, from both sides, and it's mm-hmm. like, man, <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm kind of like wondering too. I'm, I'm. I'm in uncharted territory for me, being, you know, having a podcast right. and then being kind of like a community voice. Right. So I'm now kind of wondering, like, what what am I allowed to say? What am I not allowed <laughs> to say? And then what if, like, my guest says something kind yeah, of, yeah. like, offensive? <laughs> yeah. Is that my bad, you know? Yeah, so I'm going to try to be real. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Well, thank you. I think, but also I just think that what you're doing is really positive, you know? Yeah, that's, um, that's what it's about. You're, really. not, you're not, like, super negative. I think you can tell right away when people... Are mad about something, and right. they got they got a beef with everybody. Exactly. You know? um, okay, so right now, when it comes to Pedro and Wilmington, what is there still like a strong beef? Uh, I think social media has kind of changed it a lot. To be honest, it's That's weird good. because uh, now people are connected more, yeah. more so. So it's still there. It's always going to be there. I feel because mm-hmm. it just goes so deep, but it's less. Like people can actually I, hang out. I feel like the hope is for younger generations to kind exactly. of like what beef you know like yeah, grow yeah. up not knowing what exactly. the issues were yeah i mm-hmm. feel like you can be proud of your city and at the same time have love for other cities i just don't see what the problem is i with agree that. i agree yeah i mean i was telling you how i'm kind of not a big fan of like the locals only rep that san pedro has i right. just feel like it really excludes a lot of people it doesn't make people feel welcome right and there's a lot of really great people everywhere and there's a lot of people from outside of pedro that come and they love it you yeah, know exactly those are the kind of people i want to see yeah, here i mean people it's a great city love yeah who love this town yeah yeah well that's a really good thing to know that the social media is kind of influencing that it, it is big mm-hmm. time definitely like you can see i can see it like just analyzing stuff mm-hmm. i mean i see people from wilmington commenting on people from pedro and vice versa right. and like actually getting along and so i like it yeah. i like it but then again, I am out there when I'm, and I do see that it's still there. Yeah, it's still there. That hatred is always gonna be there. Mm-hmm. And for some people, I can't blame them. Like you know, sometimes. But what was the issue originally? <laughs> why? Why is there hate for each other? Well, I, I can't. I can't say exactly where it started because yeah. I don't know. But yeah. you just as know far back as it goes, like Wilmington and Pedro have been killing each other for a long time, mm-hmm. a long time. And I mean, uh, I mean, it's it's like I'm trying not to. I don't want to say too much stuff, but, right, right. Yeah. but um, you know, someone's brother might have been killed by some by another city. Yeah. So I can't blame them for having that hatred in their heart. You yeah. know, at the same time, I, I I get it, but I'm just trying to say like, yo, we got to get past that. Yeah. And, and we got to instead of spreading that negativity and having that hatred in mm-hmm. your heart all the time, just, mm-hmm. you know, you got to get past it. Yeah, and you know what? I feel like that's a really um, that's a really big thing for us, even as a society, especially exactly. with politics right now. Oh man. I don't want to talk about politics at all, but I will say that we can definitely see that there's some divide divide going on and that the people, you know, left, right, they're really like on extreme terms right now. Both sides. And um, I think that we can all agree that, you know, evil doesn't, doesn't really isn't discriminating you know right. evil doesn't discriminate on your color your background where you're from exactly. at all so there are going to be bad people no matter what what they wear where they're from you know yep. and i think we need to say hate the evil but not hate the people exactly you know? yeah and um, i really like what you're doing because i can see that positivity yeah i just feel like that left right it's wrong because 
you have to have like blind loyalty to a certain side, whether mm -hmm. it's right or wrong. And I, I don't like that. I feel like we got to break away from that. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's why I can't say I'm, a, I'm on the left or the right, even yeah. when it comes to my own personal stuff. Wilmington, Pedro is yeah. like, Pedro is my hometown, yeah. but I have a love for Wilmington. And, and yeah, I think that's, um, I feel like that's kind of good advice. You know, moderation is a good thing for yeah, most part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so when did you start like growing up? When did you start realizing that you were gravitated toward like your music? I mean, it was early. Yeah. Because like, when I was growing up, like I always tell everybody, people who really know me know, mm -hmm. like Tupac was like the hugest influence on my life as a kid. Yeah, I wanted to hear about your influences. Yeah, man. It, I mean, just listening to him growing up, like everything he was talking about was the stuff that I was seeing around me. You know, like people getting shot, people getting stabbed, people fighting. Now I'm, I'm a kid watching all this mm -hmm. and <laughs> I'll tell a story yeah um, my stepdad I remember he bought me a hat when I was a kid we were living in the projects and mm -hmm. he's from Wilmington and it was a W hat <laughs> he was like you wear this hat wherever you go and if anybody tells you anything you tell me so I'd wear it not knowing so I'd wear it in the projects and my uncle's friends would be like, hey. is it a Wilmington hat yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> hey little homie why are you wearing that hat and I'm like I don't know like <laughs> My stepdad told me to wear it, so I'd go back and tell him, what? Who said that? And I'm like, man, like, you was really trying to get me killed. Uh. <laughs> For reals. <laughs> but we not knowing back. what you're wearing. Yeah, but I look, even back then, like, I look at my, my uncles and, and my stepdad from both sides, and and they were still able to be cordial. You know, we'd be at family events, and, and they'd be cool. They'd talk. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what I kind of saw, too. Like, it doesn't have to be the divide. It doesn't have to be that negativity. Oh, so your parents kind of set a good example for you, like uh, not... Mm, in a way, <laughs> in a way. You're like, well, let's not take it too far. <laughs> that's funny. But they, they did kind of get along and get yeah, yeah, cordial definitely. for you, right? right? Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I'm a I'm a stepmom, you know, so right. I I know that there's... You know, I feel like society just kind of teaches us to hate the other side. You know, yeah, as soon as there's definitely. a breakup, you know, we're kind of taught to just hate the other side because you guys aren't together anymore, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. um, or hate the baby mama, hate the stepmama, you know? I And I, I really would love to see some, yeah, some, some love, some growing, some peace there, you yeah. know? And um, I feel like... I feel like I've been able to navigate pretty well, but there's a lot of other stepmoms that I know, you know, who are t giving me their stories and telling me, you know, some of their issues. And it's it's hard. It's really hard when society is just telling you they're the enemy. Exactly. Right? And it's like ingrained into us so much. And yeah. everything you see is just so divisive. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just, so my whole thing is trying to bring some unity. Pre That's what I, I mean, people call me, oh, you're always preaching, Mike, you're always saying this. But it's true, man, mm -hmm. it's real. Like, we got to, we have to, that's the only way to go. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm out on the streets, like, just trying to talk to people and understand yeah. where they come from, you know, and, and, and get their perspectives and point of views. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And you know what, those, those people who, you know, kind of hassle you for it now when they need something they really need somebody they know they're going to be able to go to you right you right. know that's how i see it yeah um that's really cool so who were your biggest influences you said tupac who yeah. else what else were you listening to <laughs> that i mean even that because back then tupac and and puffy and, and biggie were my biggest influences yeah. and they were beefing yeah. west coast east coast well, oh, totally. so it's like you either have the west or the east coast but those yeah. are my two uh -huh. favorite artists growing up i mean they tupac has been a 
huge inspiration on my entire movement. Like, okay. I feel like a lot of my stuff is predicated upon the message that he was speaking. So right. I'm, I'm trying to, I don't want to compare myself to him at all, but I'm trying to <laughs> right. carry that same. He, he talks about real issues. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm trying to do. Mm -hmm. So, and also the whole race issue with Pedro, mm -hmm. like, I'm just trying to bridge that gap. So what is some of the race issue? Because I'm, like I said, I'm, I kind of don't see a lot of the issues, you know? And right. I feel like I represent a lot of people who just don't see the issues. Right, right. I get you. Know? No, I get you. So I, I kind of just want to shed a little bit of light on it so so we can educate the whole community. Right. And we can stop being so opinionated about certain <laughs> yeah, things. Yeah. But we, we may not know the whole right. story. Exactly. No, yeah. A lot of it is, is a misunderstanding. And even stuff I say gets misconstrued a, a lot. Yeah. But, yeah, I just want to bring, trying to bring all people of all colors and, and genders and, well, and race together. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I feel like it's important that we all talk about it. And But... Mm -hmm. Not, but some people can't talk, you know. So I feel like I'm, I'm trying to be that voice for yeah. people and give them a, a voice and bridge that gap between mm -hmm. the. I guess I don't want to say the rich and the poor, but the people who probably wouldn't understand where this side is coming from because they just, like you said, they're yeah. just uninformed. We're uninformed. We don't have the experience. We don't know anyone personally there, you know? Right. We only, we only really know when we know someone personally who's going through these right. kind of issues, you know? So, yeah. so there's just a lot of us that are so uninformed. Right. Yeah. So I, I really appreciate you talking to me. Because oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I think, appreciate you. I think we're educating a lot of people <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's really cool. Well, you know what? Um, we're going to take a break now okay. uh, for our sponsor, and then we'll get back to it. Okay, so everyone who knows me knows that I'm a huge coffee girl. I need my coffee, and there's nothing I love more than being at my favorite coffee shop and catching up on social media, which is why I'm very proud to introduce to you the podcast's first sponsor, Sirens Java and Tea. The shop is located on 7th Street in downtown San Pedro and has become my favorite home away from home. So be sure to stop by and definitely check them out on their new Instagram at Sirens Java Tea House. Okay, so we're back. Um, so, Mike, why don't you tell us about your music now? Um, well, right now I have a couple projects I'm working on with a couple of San Pedro artists, mm -hmm. so it's kind of cool. Um, That's really cool. Yeah, and uh, so we're putting together a little, a little tape, and I'm going to put a couple music videos behind it and, and okay. do some stuff like that. But it's crazy because like, my music is like, I feel like eventually I want to get into like activism, mm -hmm. so I feel like my music is an outlet, is, is, a way for, is a way for me to get into it. Right. So like I'm rapping with dudes who are like straight, like great rappers, you know, yeah. and personally I'm like, I love rapping, but at the same time, I, I, want, I want more, I have more aspirations pretty much, right. other than music. Okay. But it is a good way to get your message out, so that's why I do it. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think people can identify with it right away when they hear your music. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I saw a video of you on your Instagram and you were um, you were sitting and talking with I forgot her name uh, Mary yeah Mary can yeah. you tell us a little bit about Mary well with her um, there's an alley in Wilmington that I go to a lot like after family parties I'll take all the leftover food yeah and I'll buy some beer and I'll go and I'll just bring it and we'll all sit there and eat and and just talk and you sit with them yeah and That's we'll write awesome. their drink and just hang out and these are homeless all people. homeless people mm -hmm. it's like a little community in a way the whole alley is just filled with homeless people mm -hmm. so that night I just told her like hey would you mind sharing your experience mm -hmm. she was like yeah I don't mind so I sat down with her I talked to her and I realized like 
what people don't understand is that, like, yeah, you do have those homeless people who are just, I mean, they're lost or they're just no helping them in a way. Mm -hmm. But then you also have these homeless people who are in that position for stuff that was kind of out of their control or or their, their drug use just got out of hand or yeah. where they, you know, like her, she had a house, she had a family, she mm -hmm. had, she was a, a, a structural engineer for Boeing. Yeah, I heard that. I was so surprised. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of us would be surprised, yeah. to, you know. I think the issue with homelessness is that we're constantly just grouping them together exactly. and giving them one huge characteristic right. list when these are people, they're individuals, they have individual stories and to know that she was she was a Boeing engineer, right. that's that's, that's yeah, crazy. And what she said is uh, her, her drug use just got so out of control that her family gave her the boot and I mean it is self-inflicted but like she said a lot of it is self-medication you know yeah sometimes you're going through stuff and you look for an outlet to yeah. and it just spirals out of control and mm -hmm. I mean she's now homeless mm -hmm. and it's, it's crazy because there's a lot of stories like that yeah when I'm out there I mean when I'm out there there are some people that I'm like damn this dude's crazy but then there are people who are like yo this is like some out of their control out of their hands and they don't want to be there you know right. it's like I understand like you want to see your city clean you want to see some type of uh something um some change when it comes to the homelessness you want to see uh people helped in a way but at the same time it's like they, they don't want to be in those alleys they don't want to be on these streets but right. a lot of them are just it's out of their control so it's like what do we do mm -hmm. you know it's it's hard um i think yeah i think a lot of people again don't have that first-hand knowledge and they don't have the first-hand experience my parents actually growing up it's so funny because both my parents always had like a heart for the homeless. They never like talked about it or said it really, but you know, my my mom she would pick us up or, or and then we'd like go to the gas station and there would be a homeless guy there and there was like one always there, right here on the uh, channel. Okay. Yeah, and she would always go into the gas station, buy him a sandwich, That's cool. and something to drink and gave it to him. Um, and she would tell me like, well, you know, I don't like to give money, but I always like to make sure that they have something right, to eat, right. you know? Yeah. And, um, and I saw that growing up, me and my brother saw that growing up. Um, and then my dad would come pick us up from, from school and he would go to McDonald's. We were <laughs> McDonald's kids <laughs> and he would get an extra meal and we would go to, there was a homeless guy living under the, under the freeway in Channel Street where the Channel Street yeah, Park yeah, okay. was. Um, or is that's another issue <laughs> but um, so there was a guy there and he, he would always pull over over there and he would go out take him take him food and this was all the time like they wow. both had people that they were looking out for right, in the community right. and so I grew up with that influence you know I remember when I started dating my husband we went to McDonald's and there was a woman sitting out there and it was in Long Beach I wasn't you know too familiar with that area so I didn't know this person personally but I was like, let's get an extra meal. Let's go take it to her. And I was happy because my stepdaughter was with me and we got to take it to him and right. I got to kind of show her, you know, this kindness and right. show her that there's exactly. another there's another way. I completely agree about, you know, we don't want to see our cities trashed and we don't want to, you know, and right, that's right. that's my husband's biggest beef with homelessness too is like there's so much trash. Right. And I think we can all we can all see that there's a lot of issues going on. Many, and the problem is like there's so many issues and we're all raising awareness, but 
like what's the solution it's hard that's the hardest part is finding a solution yeah. oh, you know that's yeah. my biggest battle like man we can all bring awareness but what are you going to do to fix yeah. the problem and and you know people people kind of shame those who help one off times like that kind of like the way my parents did they right. there's some people looking down on that kind of help because it's like it doesn't fix the problem well no it doesn't but it feeds them for exactly. the day yeah exactly and um, i don't know if any of us are equipped alone like individually equipped to fix a whole problem right. you know a whole societal problem right. but we can fix a solution for the evening we can fix a one-time problem mm -hmm. you know and that that need that gets filled can get them to the next day can get them to the next yeah, day yeah. and I feel like eventually when the when there is a solution they'll be there to kind right. of participate yeah, yeah, I get in yeah, and this is some. This is such a hot topic in San Pedro. Like, I, I don't even know if I'm gonna <laughs> <I get laughs> turn you. off my DMs for the whole. You know. <laughs> get no, them out I, of here. I want to hear all the feedback, guys. So yeah, if you have yeah. feedback, please let me know. I want to hear what you think about this episode and what you think about homelessness personally. Um, but this is probably one of the biggest issues in Pedro right, right now, especially yeah. with the, the shelter going in. Right. Yeah. Um, what else did you learn from Mary when you had a conversation um, with her? I mean, well. I, I didn't I mean it's not really what I wanted to learn it was what I wanted other people to learn because I already kind of knew yeah so I mean pretty much I just wanted people to see like like I told her just because you don't have a house doesn't mean you're not a person like mm -hmm. you're still a person you still have have a, a name you still have a family you still have a past and a history mm -hmm. so like she said just a simple hello goes a long way, and even a simple sandwich or something like that, yeah. it goes a long way. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not, it's, it, it's not. And she said that. She yeah. said a hello goes. Exactly. She said a hello brightens my day. Right. Yeah. And that's that's all you got to do is just say hi to them. You know, show kindness. To, exactly, show kindness and mm -hmm. some compassion, and that's that's all I'm asking. Like, and I know there's a lot of people who don't agree with me. I get attacked on a lot of issues that I speak on. It's yeah. fine. Mm -hmm. Not everybody has to agree with me. Right. I think we just got to find some type of medium yeah. and meet each other in the middle and mm -hmm. find some type of solution for everything. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Um, so do you um, have any opinions on what a solution might be? <laughs> uh, man, that's, I, I <laughs> that's battle really with that every question. single day. Yes, right. no, because I mean, not just that, but everything that I talk about, I'm like, what is the solution? Like, because I'm like, in a way, I've kind of given up on politics as far as na national politics. Yeah. But I feel like local politics, we can maybe make a change that way. Like my sister, she's in law school right now, and I tell her all the time, like, you got to be that person. Like, we need people like you in place who mm -hmm. come from the communities mm -hmm. who know this stuff to come in and make some real change. Mm -hmm. I think there's definitely a place for politics. and But part of the reason why I started this podcast was because I was so frustrated with what I was seeing in right. national politics. I was going to rip my hair out. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I can't do anything about these big issues. I can't do anything about climate, you know, um, climate change. Right. I can't do anything to fix like national homelessness. Yeah. I can't do anything to fix, you know, sexual assaults and things right. like that. But what I can do is I can make sure um, I can make sure my home is good. I can exactly. make sure my family's good. Yeah. I can make sure that people in my neighborhood or people within my friends and network, I can make sure they're good, right. you know? And this podcast is just a voice of me trying to bring some more positivity into the community so right. that I can make sure my community is good. Yeah, exactly. I can't fix the whole world. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how it starts. Like people yeah. like you coming in and giving a voice for people and little by little you see more people getting involved in doing it and mm -hmm. then it becomes a big change. Right. You know? That's how it starts. 
it. So mm -hmm. we need more people like you. Yeah, and like you, like you. I, I totally agree. Um, I would love to see a lot more podcasts. I would like to see more <laughs> artists. So right. definitely hit me up if you guys got something to say too. I'm I'm excited to meet all, all of you. Um, so what are some of the things? Well, first of all, I wanted to ask you about um, you know, I sent you the form and you said you were really proud of being the first person to graduate from high school in your family. Yeah. What was um, that like? Well, I know nowadays that's like not a big-ish accomplishment. Like, it's just normal now. But back then, like, if I could tell a story real quick, my, oh, totally my, gra my grandmother, um, she's from Mexico too, and she was born in Jalisco. And she, my dad too. Really? Yeah. Yeah, she moved to Nayarit when she was five. But her sister came out here before her. So when she was 16, she told her family, like her mom and dad, like I can't do this, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave, I'm going to America. So I don't know if you know what a, a coyote is, coyote? Mm -hmm. Well, she paid a coyote $10,000 to bring her over here. Mm -hmm. So she was all excited, she got a dress, she got heels, mm -hmm. and uh, she gets there and, and they tell her, Pinchy fiesta, okay. Like, are yeah. you going to a party or what? <laughs> she's like, what do you mean? She's like, what do you think? We're just gonna walk across. She was like, well, yeah. She thought they're gonna take her on a bus or something, and just go right across. VIP. But they, yeah, seriously. <laughs> but no, they girl, literally. You're about to go through a tunnel. <laughs> like, no, well, they ran. They went through the mountains, and oh, she yeah. said that. Um, she went through her in her heels. Yeah, in her heels. Well, she had, in her dress. Yeah, all dressed up. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and she said at one point uh, there was an immigration plane up above. And they had to hide in the bushes, and she was like, I've never felt that terrified in my life. Yeah. Like, she was scared. So she finally made it across, and uh, when she did come, her sister took her to um, El Taco mm -hmm. on 9th Street, mm -hmm. and she had a hamburger for the first time. That really? was in 67. Oh, wow. So, you know, like, sometimes I tell that story, and I kind of choke up. But I just, like, the reason why that, that impassions me so much is because I, I look at her struggle. Like, man, if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't even mm -hmm. be here right now in America, mm -hmm. in San Pedro. Mm -hmm. So it, it's crazy. So all her kids, none of her kids graduated from, from school. She had, I believe, nine kids, mm -hmm. and uh, two of wow. them passed away. And these are your my aunts uncle, and uncles, Yeah, right? my aunts and my uncles, and my mm -hmm. mom's a twin. So she had my mom and my, my aunt. My mom was a senior at San Pedro when she had me, mm -hmm. so she dropped out. Mm -hmm. So growing up, that was always a big thing, like I wanna graduate from high school, I wanna be the first. Yeah. And I feel like by me graduating, because I, I, I only did a little bit of college, but that had an impact on my younger siblings and now my sister's in law school, like, mm -hmm. you know, they're doing yeah, bigger things. It's like, awesome. It just grows from there. That's really awesome. I think so. I think for sure when you see somebody that, that did it before you, you think, he did it, I can do it. Right. You know? And even better mm -hmm. than what he did. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, you can just go one step further, one exactly. step further. Yeah. yeah. They can go to college. They can go pursue, like, your sister's in law school. That's awesome. Right. Yeah. Did you graduate from San Pedro High School? Yeah, I went to San Pedro High okay. School. I graduated in 05. Nice. I feel old. <laughs> <laughs> You're not old. We're not old. <laughs> yeah, we we're about the same age, so I'm telling you, we're not old. <laughs> right. Yeah, it was, it was a cool experience. I, I got a lot of love for San Pedro High School. Yeah. It was cool. That's awesome. You know what? Actually, somebody reached out to me to be on the show as well from um, from the community. He's a, a soccer coach. Okay, now, okay. So cool. I know. I can't wait to talk more about the sports in San Pedro because right. we're a big sports town. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. definitely. Did you play sports? No, I didn't. I played, but not for the, the, the teams. I was what too short. What did you play? You're short. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I played basketball and football. Just, okay, yeah. very cool. Yeah. So. Like community football? or just, Yeah, well, I played Pop Warner but yeah. as a kid, but I was just in the community just playing with friends. Yeah, that was like my husband, too. He said he always played football like really? in the park and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, always. It was cool in the projects and the mm -hmm. rain. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Yeah. What were some of your biggest memories, like, growing up, being oh, in Pedro? Man. I mean... Good and bad. Like I have a, I have a lot of bad memories, but now that I'm older, like they've really. You remember the good ones. 
Uh, no, I remember the bad ones oh, more, no. <laughs> <laughs> but but in a good way because yeah, okay. it's it's shaped my whole perspective and and my whole movement. And every time I start to get down, I remember like those incidents, and it makes me remember why I'm doing what I'm doing. Right. Because like I've seen literally people get shot in front of me. Like uh, one time, this dude. Um, we're at my, we always we had this drill. My grandma always told us, look, mm -hmm. if you hear gunshots, you fall on the floor. Don't run upstairs, fall on the floor. Mm -hmm. And one time we heard gunshots and we ran upstairs. Oh. She whipped us. <laughs> she was like, don't, you fall on the floor. Yeah. Don't come up here. Now that I'm a mom, I totally understand whooping your children. <laughs> because, it's because it's for their own safety. Yeah, you know? yeah. I like, mean, it's out of love, of course. I know. I just want to like grab my son sometimes. He's only nine months old, guys, okay? <laughs> but I just want to be like, don't do that. Don't touch that. You're going to yeah. get your fingers jumped for something. So, yeah, it's but, out of love. I see it. I totally see it. It's out of love. <laughs> right. Yeah. But so one time um, we just hear banging at the door. Mm -hmm. It's me and my little cousin. We're downstairs. So we go run into the door and then we hear gunshots. Mm -hmm. So we open the door and this guy just falls inside oh. and he's just full of blood. And me and my cousin are like, whoa, like we didn't know what to do. My grandma comes running down mm -hmm. and she grabs. She's like, Vete paya, leave, get, get out the way. And she had like this, this uh, hamper of sheets and she grabbed it and she threw them on top of them. And, uh, the ambulance came, the cops came, but like there was just blood everywhere, all mm -hmm. over. He survived, oh, and now, and, but who was he? Uh, he was one of my uncle's friends. I don't want to say his name. Okay, no, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, friend. I just meant like, how was he to you? Yeah, he was a friend, a mm -hmm. family friend, because my grandma's house was like known as that's where all my uncle's friends would come and mm -hmm. hang out right there. Mm -hmm. So it was crazy. That was one of the things. She that, was a safe place. Yeah, 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 exactly. She would feed everybody, mm -hmm. and yeah, so it was cool. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. What are some of the good memories you have growing up in Pedro? Um, I have a lot. Like high school was a lot of fun. Yeah. All my friends in high school. You meet you meet a lot of good people that till this day you're still friends with them. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. <coughs> that's really cool. Yeah. And um, I mean I'm still in Pedro all the time. I'm always out here. Mm -hmm. And so I still see a lot of people from high school. Probably some of my good memories was like with my mom. I have a lot of good memories with my mom. Mm -hmm. We used to be real close in my the, uh, Did you go to like the beach or did you, what uh, did you guys we used do? To go, well, yeah, my grandma, you know, oh man, like me and my grandma, <coughs> every Sunday we would walk to, they had a place on 7th Street, I believe, right here, um, on, on Pacific, called Denko's. Okay. And it was like a, kind of like a secondhand store in a way. Mm -hmm. So we would go there and she would buy us stuff, like little, you know, dollar toys or whatever, and right. we would be happy. Mm -hmm. And then she'll buy her little groceries. And mm -hmm. so that's something that sticks out, like just taking those walks from the projects down to mm -hmm. 7th Street with my grandma, like little things. It's funny how many little things I remember from my childhood. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. I know, I'm, 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 I don't want to say concerned, but I think those memories are changing for the younger generation. We're on Amazon Prime getting all of this stuff. <laughs> so I'm like, huh, they're not going to remember these things. That's why, and that's why it's so important to kind of create those moments, too, and to, like, participate in community events, you right, know? Like, yeah. they're playing, was it, oh, gosh, did it pass already? Where they're playing Coco in the park in Wilmington? Oh, I didn't even know about that, Yeah, actually. well, my son's a huge, he loves Coco. Okay. He loves Coco. So when I saw that, I was like, wow, we can go to the, the park in Wilmington right, right. here and go watch Coco. And I think these are these are things that are going to create like lasting memories yeah, exactly. for the kids. Yeah. I mean it is definitely times are different, way different. Mm -hmm. You know, you see it in the kids, but mm -hmm. yeah, I agree with you. I yeah. Agree. Um what would you say are some hopes that you have for this town? I mean, I have high hopes for this. I mean, it's a beautiful city already. There's so much potential here. Mm -hmm. Like 
you know, and then the, the, the redevelopment with the uh, Portico going on right now, that's going to be big. That's yeah. going to be nice. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a big attraction. And I have mixed emotions about the whole projects coming down. They want to redevelop it. Yeah, I did some research on that. Yeah. yeah. I guess uh, one of the people that, the one the developers that bid it is the same people who did the Wilmington projects. Okay. So I feel like if, if it's something like that, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, I'm just kind of worried about displacing all those people you know where are they supposed to go mm -hmm. so I kind of have mixed feelings about it yeah um, I want to take a second here to kind of talk about that because um, what we're seeing right here in Pito what we're seeing happen we're seeing like the redevelopment of the port and that's always really exciting because that means there's right. going to be new infrastructure there's going to be new you know new buildings there's going to be maybe new businesses or a better resource for businesses you know right. I want to see a lot of our local businesses get you know positioned in, in that place um, and, but whenever you're talking about redevelopment whenever you're talking about um, you know, revitalizing, there's, it always comes hand in hand with displacement, usually, right. and that's yeah. what they call gentrification, exactly. and that's why gentrification exactly. has such a bad, um, rep, like, rep. yeah, it has a bad rep, because almost always, <laughs> there's some displacement of, of people, right. you know, people who have lived there for a long time, for generations, and then people who have invested into the community, you know, right. like, this is their home, this is their community, so... Um, from what I've read, they, they say that there's, there, no one's going to be displaced permanently. Right. There's just going to be a temporary displacement to build, and then people are going to be welcomed back to get their new units, yeah, right? Yeah, and that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, I'm, they, I'm really hoping for I'm that as well. I'm glad you spoke on gentrification, because I was going to bring that up. Yeah. Like, that's cool. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm worried about. That's my concern, but... And then growing up there too, you know, it's gonna be like it's gone now. It's no longer there. I know. <laughs> but I that, know. I mean, that's that's understandable. That I don't worry about. Just the memories are gonna be. I yeah, we'll have our memories forever. I have a lot of memories at Portacal. We did a lot yeah, of yeah, that too. We did a lot of Man. family events, like really big events at the Portacal restaurant. And right. I'm not even gonna lie, I saw a picture of it. Um, you know, it's kind of sad. <laughs> you know, it's really sad. Yeah, I'm kind of like, it kind of like tugs at my yeah, heart really because it's like whoa this place is gonna go this is where this is where we all went this is right. where we had you know my mom's 50th and my you know my grandma's birthday and right. a lot of family functions you know so it's kind of heartbreaking to see it go yeah it um, is it is um, I feel like it's gonna be nice it's gonna be a beautiful place once it's all done and uh the sad thing is the kids will never get to experience what we experience. I know. <laughs> but I guess that's changed. That just comes with time. You know what? I know. Change is inevitable. Yeah. And I think it's just like growing pains. Yeah. It's really hard, though. I, I totally get it. And I get why people are so upset about it, too. Right. Because these are, I mean, this is our life. This is, yeah. it's going to change. And we don't know what the future holds for us. Exactly. So I, I totally see it. Um, I am hopeful, too, that the, that the new port will be will be awesome right. and will bring a lot of it, a lot of tourists here a lot more money into the local economy exactly um, I would like to see more people from everywhere kind of know San Pedro and get to know yeah, us yeah, I get, yeah true yeah very true yeah I mean I get you mm -hmm. um, 
So is there anything exciting coming up for you and your music or? Well, I'm actually going to film a music video on the project soon. Oh, that's um, it's cool. with this artist, his name is Mokes, and he used to be a part of a group called Mexicalan back in the day. I don't okay. know if you remember him, but they were pretty big. They are well known in San Pedro. Okay. So me and him are doing, we just did a song and we're going to make a vi music video. That's really awesome. So that should be cool. Uh-huh. But uh, there's this one song that I did. Like a lot of the stuff I talk about in my music is like the experiences I've seen growing up mm -hmm. and the stuff I see now and mm -hmm. the stuff I want to change. And I do speak a lot about politics. Uh -huh. You know, I do have my own opinions, and, and people either agree or they don't. Right. It's fine either way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there's one song that I did called "The Beautiful Struggle." Okay. And it's with this girl. Her name's Jessica. She's a really good singer, and that's probably like one of my favorite songs. It kind of speaks. It, I kind of like generalized it. I mm -hmm. didn't say San Pedro, mm -hmm. but it's speaking on the stuff that I saw growing up and. Mm -hmm. uh, the things that I see now and, and the, the stuff that I hope to change. So, I mean, that's probably one of my favorite songs that I've ever done. This is for the city slickers, the iron dog stickers rolling through my neighborhood. I just wanna kick it with ya. R.I.P. to Biggie, 20 years, but we miss ya. This is for your kids wishing they could hug you and kiss ya. We in a crazy time, it's like we battling Hitler. Take a journey through my comp, these words are destined to hit ya. But this is for the haters, the wannabe dictators, the traitors, instigators, but don't let them dictate ya. They hate ya cause they ain't ya, but shout out to Vision. We on the grind, CEOs with these CDs and clothes. They see me in clothes and wonder what is in clothes. In my mind, contradicting when they see me with hoes. But they know I got goals. Sipping on a 32, this is for my people struggling. I know y'all hurting too. I come from this place, I'm not escaping the hood. I wanna come back and help as many kids as I could. I'm looking at my dwelling, sometimes it's overwhelming, surrounded by the drugs turning us... Um, what inspired you? You said you said growing up in San Pedro, specifically, is it about just, is it gang violence, or is it just um, growing up without... I mean, yeah, because I, I think people don't realize how much of an impact stuff has on children. Like, you think, oh, they're just kids, they're going to forget it. Mm -hmm. Now, everything I saw sticks with me till this day. Yeah. Everything I've seen, witnessed, yeah. it sticks. So, like, I mean, I'm not a parent, so I'm no one to give advice, but I feel like that's something that people should take. You're a child, so exactly. I feel like you have yeah. personal, <laughs> I mean, we all have personal, you know, experiences, and we know, I think we're all kind of taking notes for when we become parents, you Right, know? right. Now that I'm a mom, I'm like, I get it and I've I all I feel so I feel very overprotective you know <laughs> I don't blame you I don't blame you yeah I do I feel overprotective because I know that the things that we expose our kids to is is stuff that shapes them you know right, it does and I feel like that's what um, I feel like childhood is really the only thing that is the only hope for our future is right, you know raising kids. our kids right and when I say right I don't mean like one way or the other I mean kind, loving, yeah. open-minded, exactly. you know? It doesn't have to be this way or that way. We just have to be able to find some kind of common ground. Yeah. And um, I think, yeah, I think every person now who's struggling, almost always you can bring it back to 
their childhood, you know? Oh, very true. Emotional emotional yeah. intelligence is a huge thing. Like, we don't speak about that enough in our mm -hmm. communities, and that's one thing that we should talk about. Yeah, and I think being conscious of what's happening to you, too, you know? And, and yeah, like, not always, you're not always going to be okay, you know? Right. And um, I'm kind of going through that a little bit because, what, you know, after I had the baby at the beginning of the year, I was like... A psycho. I was like all <laughs> over the place. My hormones were everywhere. My emotions oh, were. I can imagine. Yeah, you know, no one really tells you how out of whack your body gets after you have a baby. And so my husband and I were like talking about it. I was like, you know what? I think I, I think I was getting kind of depressed, postpartum depression. Right, right. And I think it's very common for a lot of women, you know. And we just feel like we're crazy and we we're the only ones, you know. Yeah, yeah. But really, I think talking about it and being more vocal and it and I'm not just talking about like postpartum but I'm talking about anything right. um you know my friend she's a reporter and she said that she was like came home really really sad and angry and depressed and she's like why am I so so like this but she was just reporting on really terrible things that right. happened yeah. in you know yeah. locally yeah. and I was like it's because you're you're feeling you're feeling what you should feel you know yeah. your your emotions and your mental space they get affected by the things that we're exposed to it takes a toll on you it does yeah there's a, lot, there's a lot of nights where I go home and and I mean I just lay in bed and to the point of tears like what what is our purpose here what are we here for you know it's like mm -hmm. and I just feel like I just want like you said you don't have to it could be either side but I'm yeah. trying to crush that whole thing like yeah my, my views align more with the left but I'm not a leftist I'm not a liberal right but I just think that we shouldn't be so um, susceptible to just go towards one side and just show blind loyalty towards that. If you you can feel a certain way about one thing and then feel another way about another thing and bring it all together, like I, I completely agree. Yeah, I, I feel like I don't. I feel like right now, you know, the left is is starting to make a lot of sense. <laughs> but I wasn't always like that. Right, in fact, right. I grew up in a Christian home, but my family is. You know, my whole family for generations has been union, you know, so right. I have left and right on, in both in me and I grew up yeah. with both influences, exactly. you know, so I wouldn't call myself either or I would just say that I have my opinions on certain issues, you know, yeah. and I think it's really important for us to kind of see that middle ground. And like I said, like that common thing that unifies us, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, because I go I go through a lot of debates with people. But then there's certain people where I'm like, I'm not even going to waste my time. If it's not a, a good structural debate, like yeah. it's not a Well, first of all, if you're arguing with someone who's just not open-minded Exactly, all, then it's pointless. Or it's disrespectful. Pointless. Like if you don't have respect and open-mindedness, then there's just, there's not going to be any progress. Exactly. So. Yeah. Yeah, and I have one friend who hounds me like every day just DMing me, sending me texts. And I ignore him. I'm like, dude, get the point. Like I'm not going to debate you. Yeah. I'm done with you. Yeah. But it's funny because, yeah, sometimes I say stuff and I'm wrong. You know, mm -hmm. so I'll crack myself like, okay, you make sense. I was wrong. Yeah. But there's some people who can't do that. Yeah, and that's the other thing, too, is, like, we have to be able to apologize for things that we spoke on that we may, we not, may not have known all the information for, right. you know? And, yeah, I'll probably do that because I didn't know there was other Pedro podcasts, but you're telling me that they yeah, were, so... Yeah. Correction, guys. When I said yeah, that, yeah, no, I'm not. Well, actually, to be to be clear, I'm not sure if it's a Pedro podcast right. because he's from Inglewood, mm -hmm. but he lives in Pedro, so I'm not sure if he'd consider it a Pedro podcast. You know what? I know another podcaster who, too, who's not from here, but he podcasts from Pedro because that's where he lives right. now. I just want to have like a nice community. Of so podcasters. your statement is still true, actually. Yeah, true. <laughs> and honestly, if you search like San Pedro, I'm the only one that comes right. up, unless you talk about like San Pedro in is it Brazil or you I think, know? Yeah, 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 I think it, it is. It might be Brazil. I'm not sure. Or um, maybe Mexico. No, there was no. like another. 
I don't know. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I should know more about that because um, I feel like when we use the hashtags, like I'll go on the San Pedro hashtag. It's like some of them are from Pedro, but other of them are from like Latin America, and I don't yeah. know where it's from. Um, or they're all it's all in Spanish, you know. Right. Um, so, what do you um, what do you what advice do you have to give for young people right now? I mean, all I can tell young people young is, people in is, the community. Yeah, is that whatever you see around you, it doesn't have to shape you negatively like use that as constructive mm -hmm. um, to to do something positive in your life and, mm -hmm. and your family's lives mm -hmm. because a lot of times as kids we grow up and we see all the negativity around us and we just we just join it we, we go right along with it yeah you know and I feel like I had people in my life when I was growing up who were in it mm -hmm. but they were still strong-minded enough to know better and to teach me better and to right. show me like this is what you shouldn't do because just because we're doing it mm -hmm. doesn't mean you have to do it too mm -hmm. you know like one of my uncles he's a big he did 19 years and he would write me letters every day from or not every day but every yeah. so often from prison and he would give me a lot of advice and they're like just do this take care of your sister do that do that and I would take it That's all to really heart great yeah that he you know, connected with you yeah he did he did 19 years and he got out and now we're close. Like, That's good. You know, I tell him every day. Like, he was like a father figure to me. Mm -hmm. And he from prison, you mm -hmm. know, so it's was crazy. What about people who are um, pursuing music or their endeavor? Yeah, well. I'm sure you face some hardships kind of oh, trying to do your music. Man, yeah, you're going to have people criticize the hell out of you, talk, yeah. talk down. And before it used to get to me so much. I'm sure. <laughs> I used to be like, man, it's so mad, but. Now I'm like, hey, if, if my message doesn't resonate with you, that's fine. You don't have to like my music at yeah. all. It doesn't matter to me because there's a whole group of people who do. So mm -hmm. if you're not one of them, then that's fine with me. So all I can tell people is that if you really feel impassioned to do music and to speak your voice, just mm -hmm. go for it. Don't worry about what the naysayers are. Yeah. I don't want to call them haters because sometimes it's not hate. It's constructive. But yeah. at the same time, you do have haters. Don't listen to them. Just do what you feel is in your heart. Just mm -hmm. follow your heart and you can never go wrong. As corny as that may sound, mm -hmm. it's true. It's true. And that's just what I did. I followed my heart. Because mm -hmm. I had a lot of people telling me, like, nah, don't do music. Shouldn't do that. And I just stuck with it. Mm -hmm. And it's branched out into more things now. Like, So it's cool. Like, like I said, I eventually want to become an activist. You know, I feel like right now I'm not on that level because I'm still doing things that an activist probably wouldn't do, uh -huh. <laughs> but I'm, I'm going that way. What, what, what do you see an activist doing, <clears throat> or yourself well, as an activist doing? I just don't want to be labeled as a hypocrite, pretty much. So right. if I'm doing certain things yeah. that people are like, oh, well, you do that, so how are you going to say, you know, so I'm still molding that myself. That is so true, because I, I feel very impassioned for, um, first of all, our environment and our... You know, our um, I think I think we really need to start taking care of this place. Right. You know, I think climate change is real. I think the fact that we have like heaps of trash, you know, going yeah, on. Yeah, so I'm I'm like trying to gravitate toward that way, but it's really hard to just change your <laughs> whole. You know, I'm yeah, yeah. about to be 30, and I'm like, wow. For 30 years, I've been living one way. We've right. all been living one way, and now all of a sudden, I'm supposed to ditch plastic. How? <laughs> you know. So yeah. I, I'm not even trying to be like an activist on that because I don't have my <laughs> shit together. <laughs> I can't. I can't say that I'm doing it. You know. Right. I did a vegan challenge for like <laughs> two seconds, and I honestly didn't even make it past the first challenge. Oh man. No, I tried vegan cheese, and I tried uh, almond milk. I'm totally okay. cool with almond milk. Okay. But um, 
you know, and the only reason I tried, I, I'm totally fine with meat. I love meat. And I'm like, that was my biggest problem. was like, how am I supposed to have tacos without meat, you know? Because <laughs> right. I'm a Mexican. How am I exactly. supposed to eat my favorite foods without <laughs> meat? And I think my issue isn't so much with meat. It's just like the system that we've created for like mass production of meat. Right, I'm right. I'm totally uh, going on right. a tangent. I got you. But I, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you're getting there, you know? Yeah, you're yeah. shaping yourself to kind of put you in a position to really promote change right exactly and, mm -hmm. and I want to see young people involved you know mm -hmm. like whatever whatever background they come from right. let's just all work together and to bring some change mm -hmm. some good change so that's my whole goal yeah that's really awesome um, where can people follow you um, you can follow me on Instagram snapchat and Twitter at mic underscore a v i l a eight seven and you can find me on YouTube uh, Michael real Avila mm -hmm. and Facebook Michael Avila I have all my stuff all, all throughout. Thank you so much for being a guest. Oh I'm, yeah, thanks. I'm very, I'm very proud that I'd be able to, I was able to create something where you can come and share your story. And I really hope that more people like you um, reach out to me. But in the meantime, I just hope um, that you really accomplish your goals with your music. Thank you. I and I hope it. you'll stay in touch and let me yeah, know whenever definitely. there's like new big news, just reach out to me and I will, I'll will bring do. you back on the will show. Do. Sounds good. Yeah, that's really I awesome. Appreciate Thank it. you so much for being Thank here. Thank you. Appreciate it. Hey guys, thanks for listening. I just want to encourage you one more time to leave a review if you've been enjoying the podcast and give us a rating. So um, I'm, I'll be looking forward to that and I'll make sure to read some on the upcoming episodes. Also, be sure to check out Mike Rill on his Instagram and YouTube. Um, yeah, one final reminder, election day is November 6th, this Tuesday. So make your arrangements, do what you got to do, get out to the polls. All right, guys, see you next week.